I'm going to present you with a series of Bing AI image prompts, and you're going to tell me which one you want as the cover art for this episode. Oh, this is incredible. I'm so excited. Anime Matt Rule. Sad Brett Brett Bielema eating McDonald's. Okay, that that has potential. (laughs) Brett Bielema and Matt Rule in a hair metal band. Uh... Can I can I can I offer suggestions? Every Wait till my Big list is Ten done. West coach. Okay, okay, go ahead. The combination of Nebraska and Illinois. If Big Nebranois, Ten West, like that sweatshirt. Yes, yes, like like if Nebranois was a thing, what would it look like? Okay. If Big Ten West football were a person, that's 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 good. Or let me check to see what else I have. That might be it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a sad Illinois fan one in there, but that's not as good as the others. You also have Big Ten West champion Matt Rule, if that interests you, but those are just the ones no. I've made. So let's say I'm going to, I'm going to say I want the aggregate Big Ten West fan. The personification of the Big Ten West. You have two options. Okay. Both are terrifying in different ways. One Wait, so you've like already one. run these prompts? Yes. I thought you were saying, I am going to go. So all of these exist? Yes. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. Okay. Okay. Phone is at the ready. Please text text them to me. No, I'm just going to describe them to you. I don't get to see them. That's so bullshit. I, cause I think it's funnier this way. All right, all right, all right. Number one for Big Ten West fan. Again, these are both terrifying. This one looks like John Denver with an extra set of teeth. The other What's one. What's wrong with his teeth? He has a, he has three rows of them. What? Yep. That's horrific. And the other one looks like Jason Bateman if he were a serial killer in the midst of a killing spree. I love Jason Bateman. I don't know I don't know if this is something I've talked about on the pod before, but Jason Bateman is a true personal hero of mine. Hey, Casey Neistat is sure in this commercial. Wow. Weird world. Anyway, yeah, Jason Bateman is is like my Dalai Lama. Um, personally, guiding light for me. Arrested Development, beautiful. Ozark, much better than Breaking Bad. Feel free to at me. Uh, Warcher. Yeah, yeah, we're, we've got the real hot takes, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I don't know. I, I think I want to see the John Denver one as the, uh, podcast cover. Or would you prefer the Jason Bateman one? The John Denver one's, like, legitimately unsettling, so I'd prefer the Bateman. But if you want to throw our audience for, like, a what-on-earth yes. loop. Yes. I want people to be afraid to click play on this podcast. All right. So for the Jason Bateman one, find me in person and ask me for it. There is no other way to receive it from me. So. What? <laughs> this is so bullshit. 
I'll text it to you. I'm I'm talking to okay. the audience. Yeah, the fans have to hunt you down. That's yes. incredible. For That's my phenomenal. AI prompts, I'll... they could easily recreate if they wanted to. Well, no, because it'll always be different. Yeah, true. I will say so... anime Matt Rule is really strong. But... We... I want to see them all, man. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to need you to just send me five. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll send you like... Yes. The, the Nebraska-Illinois one's hilarious, too. Because it's like this super futuristic city, which is like a ripoff of Chicago. And then in the foreground, it's all cows. And it's the funniest thing. Chicago? Chicago! Vacaville. That's an off-the-pod reference. That is an off-the-pod reference. We can make it an on-the-pod reference. I mean, I, I don't know. We should have a high school sports corner, just, like, weirdest thing that happened to us. Because, honestly, between the two of us, we definitely watch more high school sports now than we do actual professional ball. Yeah. Professional or college. It is, it's gauntlet season for your your local reporters. Uh, sports or otherwise, because I feel like from, from about, uh, let's say, yeah... Mid-August to December, there's no such thing as a non-sports reporter, at least at my paper. We are all like, well, okay, that's not quite true. But, like, I have been, my Fridays are sports every single week right now covering high school football. So, which has been fun. I feel like I need to reach out to Justin for some pointers, though, because I was never, like, trained how to write a gamer. And here I am trying to write gamers, so... So, but yeah, Nebraska defeats Illinois, uh, 20 to 7, on, under the Friday night lights of Champaign. Yes. Uh, the stadium was on fire in the sense that it literally almost burned down early in the week. And Nebraska did, okay, so like, I have gone back and watched the highlights in anticipation of doing this. You know, I have vaguely familiarized myself with this game, but to be fair, I was covering high school football when it was happening, so. I think the thing that bleeds through is something that friend of the pod, Drake Keeler, said in our uh, our Discord, which is, "Who wants this less?" It's about it's about wanting it less in the Big Ten West. It's about not wanting to win more. And uh, Illinois just tried harder to not try. In a sense, that is correct. A lot of that is true. So, okay. uh, the last time Nebraska beat Illinois, this was in this pod's uh, infancy year of 2019, and Nebraska won by 10 on the road in like a 40 to 30 type game. And we were very disappointed afterwards of like, oh, we, sh- we did this and this wrong. It was a grovelly pod after a win. Yeah, this which win like, was objectively worse, and I am so much happier about it. We've learned our lesson. Yes. <sighs> we, it's not an every time thing that if we try to give the game away, we lose. That's, yeah, there are teams that are worse progress. than us. That is, that is, that's meaningful, like, oh, that's a real team opponent. Like, not not even, like, a good team, right? Like, Illinois are trash. But, like, otherwise we've beaten who? We've beaten... I can't think right now. Yeah, Northern Illinois and, and Louisiana Tech, 
Yeah. Yes. I, I, not. Yeah. yeah. A power five win is a power five win, gang. Like. Yes. And we're uh, not not the worst power five team anymore. No. And uh, just to not saying reminder, I think people thought that we were, but. It took Scott Frost until his second year to get one of these, a Power 5 road win. Oh, uh, that's, that's true. It's a road win. Yeah. 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 So we're ahead of schedule. We are. Okay. So like, National Champions 2026. Good pod. <laughs> amen. But like, no, this game was objectively terrible. Like, Nebraska played offensively dog shit, but it showed a proof of concept that you can win a game by doing this. Because against Minnesota, right. we did this and lost. And yeah. uh, so in the back of my mind all game, it's like Nebraska's doing this again. I've seen this before. This is Minnesota. This this version of the Nebraska team loses this game. And it didn't happen. The defense held on. To, you know, it got the stops it needed. The offense was terrible. But the turnovers were at least not advanceable by Illinois. Like, when we fumbled, they got the ball exactly where we fumbled, which was, like, at their own nine. So, you know, it's not like we threw a pick six or anything. Like, obviously no turnover is good. Right. And obviously a red zone fumble is, like, one of the worst turnovers you can do if you want to win the game. But if it's your job is to it prevent easily- the opponent from scoring – which is how we win games when we're ahead because of how good our defense is relatively to our offense. A fumble mm-hmm. near your own goal line is like the best you can do if you're going to turn the ball over with the intent of not letting the opponent's offense score. <laughs> that yeah. makes any sense. I It does. I don't know. I think fumbles, fumbles near the goal line are big momentum shifters. Uh, and I yeah. think, one of the worries I had was I was watching something pretty similar happen to a high school team as I was watching updates from this game. If you don't score on your first couple trips to the red zone, you start asking yourself, am I the problem? And if a team is asking themselves that and can't put the ball away, that can really, like, I think, is this happening on the professional level? Probably not. These are older guys who are a little bit more settled. With a younger college team with, a college team with a lot of transfers, with a high school team, definitely. Not scoring in your first couple trips to the red zone can be pretty damning. So the fact that we did end up getting some points on the board is good. Because, listen, I, I'm i going to say it, and, and I'm going to get hate, but like this offense is not that bad when it works. And the problems, I think what's been so disconcerting is like the problems have been kind of Play calling, individual assignments. Uh, I'll steal another thing from high school coaches out here. If I can go 30 seconds of an interview without hearing assignment football, I'm surprised. But there's a point to be made that if everybody's doing their individual job, and that's that's where the Husker offense breaks down, I think, personally, is, you know, individual deficits adding up. Does that make any sense? A little bit, because, like, Keep in mind, this is a team that is playing its QB2, its running back three and four, down its top two wide receivers. And This is true. You know? (laughs) So, like, you kind of get what you get as far as that's concerned. And it should – and 
this is not me saying that, uh, what happened offensively was okay, but it's mm-hmm. at least explainable in, in, in a sense. Yeah. In, in, in another world, is, we score 40 that game. Like, th- there is a small chance that, you know, we ignore the evidence of our eyes that sh- tell us that this is the most fumble-heavy team in the country and just chalk it up to, mm-hmm. weird game, man. Weird game. And then maybe another yeah. time, you know, they finish off those runs in the end zone and we win this game 40 to whatever, because that's basically what Purdue did to this team. Like, we played how Purdue did. Purdue just finished every scoring chance, and we went out of our way not to. Again, that's bad, but it's like, we at least met the, like, we have the blueprint down. We just used, like, a banana instead of a monkey wrench to to build it. What would you say, I'm curious, about, like, not, the, like, the public reaction, but, like, Husker football, Husker Nation's reaction to this win? If you have... Because I've seen a lot of weird shit. Yeah. If you have lived as a Nebraska fan the past six years, you have no right to complain about a win. Uh, that's fair. There's something, that's, that's fair. There's something to be said for that. Yeah. Like, cause every yeah. bad thing you can say about what Nebraska did in this game, extremely valid. But they won while doing that. That is something that yeah. almost never happened. When Nebraska does and something like this. It's a lot more pleasant to make adjustments after a win than it is after a loss. Mm-hmm. Like, that's true of any sport, you know. So I definitely think there's something you said there. Uh, one of the difficult things for people to understand, I'm going to try super hard not to subtweet a writer who I actually don't hate. But like, too late. One of the difficult things, <laughs> one of the difficult things for people to understand is that at a certain point in a not that good, not that competitive season, it's really not that important, uh, what a win means in the broader context of a season. Uh, a win is a win. And you say, hey, this is great without having to push it to be something more than it was. And the reason that's important is if you're still talking about this team getting to six and six, bad, bad, terrible take. This team should not even be thinking of a bowl game. I am frustrated with the people. If it happens, I'm thrilled. If it happens, I'm thrilled. And I'm not saying it won't happen, but I'm saying that picking up your third win this far along in the season with the kind of schedule that you have left left where you have games that are just obviously not winnable and you have seen a team who twice this season had opportunities that they did not close out that were super closable. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Justin, what do you think of that conversation? Valid. However, this is, it brings me great joy to say this, the worst iteration of the Big Ten West in its entire existence. That is true. It is going out garbage. Yep. Because up next on the schedule, 
we have a bye and then Northwestern at home. That's true. That's, That's an incredible break. And then it's a Purdue team that, like I said, looked about as good as against Illinois as we did. They finished Whoa. more opportunities and also had half their coaching staff that they took away. And Purdue's at home. Purdue has looked, Purdue has looked better than Nebraska this far, but they have not looked good. Michigan State, who knows how checked in or out they'll be when that comes around. Like, this is the most fascinating oh, stretch of the season out. for Nebraska. <laughs> because there is no obvious loss in the stretch of four games. I do not think Nebraska gets all four. But I'm, there is no obvious loss there. Like, the, every team oh, is shit, around the same level of me. bad as this. you got to look up the old... By the way, are you watching this uh Niners-Cowboys game? Yes, sir. That was one of the most beautiful forced fumbles I've ever seen in my life. That was slick, man. The peanut punch. <laughs> the what now? The peanut punch. Shout out to Charles Peanut Tillman, Chicago Bears cornerback, early 2010s. He was really good at that. So he called it the peanut okay. punch, and broadcasters tried to get that to stick. Like sometimes how a move gets named after a player, and it never did. But in the back of my mind, I still call that the peanut punch, because I remember when they tried to make that a thing. Fair enough. Okay, so we've got Northwestern. I mean, they're bad. They're, they're bad, bad. bad. They but beat Purdue Minnesota, is pretty though. good this year. But Purdue is, exactly, and Purdue is pretty good this year. They're, Purdue is not pretty good this year. I mean, Purdue is better than Minnesota this year, right? I mean, Minnesota is better than us. We are around the same level as, of bad as both Minnesota and Purdue. Yes, okay, so yes, then you Minnesota is better than us, but that's just because they won the game. As far as like how good this team is realm wise, they are within the same realm as Nebraska. I don't believe we're beating Maryland though, do you? Oh no, no, hell no, hell no. I am purely talking about these next three games and Iowa mm. as the gettable. Oh, you think Iowa's gettable? They are not scoring more than 20 points. You need three of the next. You know what's interesting? If we win that Minnesota game, I think the whole timbre of this season is completely different. Yes. Cause and, now, like, yeah. But we're just doing the thing that you explicitly said you, you don't want to do, which is prognosticating a bowl game. I'm just saying it's out there and that's what makes this interesting. But your larger point, I do agree with. If they make a I bowl. I just thought that it was great. But, like, progress is just measured in, like, what wins they get and how they get them and stuff like that. Because, like, a four-win season would not be regression. That would just be what we did last year, just different this time. And five wins is still progress. Yep. Meaningful progress. And also, we've talked about it in five-win seasons in the past, the chances, and I think it's becoming more and more popular to turn down bowl berths. Um, You know, the chances that Nebraska scrounges a bowl at five and seven are not zero. Um, So, you know, we'll have to see. But, like, I just thought it was, like, 
a little too early. I, I think, yeah, I'm not mad at the argument. I'm mad at the way it was being laid out in that moment because it's like, damn, man, we did not play good football. This is not, I, I struggle to say that this is bowl deserving football at this point in the season. This is not a team that so far, based on this tenure, you would say these guys deserve to go to a bowl game. No. Hell no. This is. Yeah, but like. We, we are just taking if, part. If they turn it around. In the yeah. collective, uh, art piece that is the 2023 Big Ten West finale season. Yeah. I remind you, the television network contract for this league is $8 billion worth. That, Nebra- that Nebraska second half was part of an $8 billion deal that some of the most powerful people in sports and television in the world paid for with their own money to show that to this country. And part of the reason they paid for that is because this was such a good product, it was worth killing an entire another league for, on behalf of, on behalf of boosting yep. this, to get this. And by the way, the schedules were released for when the new friends join and whatnot. Nebraska's still going to play Illinois. This game is still going to happen. It's still going to look like this. And you're still going to pay a lot of money to show this to people. So I I just interpret this entire season as just a stand against where the sport is headed of like a, there's no turning back now. We're going to make you look at what you've done. We are lighting your money on fire. Like, I want to say it was this BBC program where like some guys bought it on like some BBC channel and just lit a hundred thousand pounds on fire and just broadcasted that for 30 minutes. And it's That's like incredible. One of, one of the most uh, controversial moments in British television history, because, of course, that's a thing I know off the top of my head. And that, to me, is what the season yeah. is. Dude, that's super fair. And I think that, like, the, the struggle for me personally is that, selfishly, I am excited to have four West Coast teams joining this league, right? Like, there are Oregon fans in my part of the world. There are USC fans in part of my part of the world. There are UCLA fans in my part of the world. So I will be able to talk to them about Big Ten football because right now they are not watching Nebraska at Illinois on a Friday night. Hours. And in a, yeah, in a, in a year they will be. And that's exciting for me personally. And I think that this league is probably a better product of football, blah, 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 blah. But, like, I don't know. It's everything that's special about college football is leaving. Um, and uh, you have to say, as an Oscar fan, like, do you think we're going to win more games or less games in this league? Less, but then again. In this who, new iteration of the Big Ten. Probably less, but who knows what rules going to get this to. That's true. Like, I hate that the community, the communal activity of watching a sporting event with somebody who's not in the same room as you will never work again. Cause somebody's because always... the streams are all off. Yeah. Yup. Thankfully, I was able to get around this during Nebraska, Illinois, cause I was texting like five different people. So by the time I cycled through mm. everybody, something new was going to happen. So <laughs> that is nice. I think that, that is I just nice. Have to be the strat. That's so fair. 
Um, I think it's weird that, like, the NFL is interesting to me because the second that one of these games was, like, happening in an area... Well, I guess that's not quite true because Chiefs games... I don't know. The NFL got mad interesting to me the minute I moved out here. And I just never gave a shit living at home. I think because college football was such a bigger deal. Like, people were much more likely to be discussing it and wearing the shit. And, like, once I got out here, it just, like... The NFL has a lot more appeal to me now. And granted, I still feel morally terrible about both. But, like... You know. Oh, double reverse past the Brock Party. What? Oh my god. Come on, catch up. This is so bullshit. You could just be yelling shit that's fully not happening. And that sounds like it. So, okay. Oh my god, okay. Bang, bang, Niner gang must go. That was, that was just a perfect comedic note of like, I don't feel morally great and then Oh my god, Brock Purdy double the first pass. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Ooh, Top tier shit. Speaking of Truly... Purdy, his brother is the backup quarterback to Nebraska's new starter, Heinrich Harburg. We we have not talked about him yet. And that that was the one thing I had planned to talk about in the second half of this Zoom is that uh uh Jeff the Amigos deal is gone, and so is his presence as Nebraska's starter, at least currently, because he got swapped out for Double H, because I will not accept the Carney kid as a nickname, no matter how bad you want it. I Tom love Chattel. the Carney. No, we hate it in Carney, okay? Why? We just do. <laughs> it's like... Oh, okay. All right. Oh, well, it's does, too hokey. Does Carney love love our boy Heinrich? Absolutely. Hub, really? Home got him on the Heinrich. hero of... Yeah. He went to Carney Catholic, right? Yep, Carney Catholic. Or did he go to Carney High? Oh, wow, nice. Catholic school kids represent. Yes. So shout out to Heinrich. I was able to, to snag a one-on-one with the boy after his uh, first start. So <laughs> with time the Carney kid. Him, I'm just flexing at this point. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. No, that's phenomenal. You have interviewed. Had you interviewed a starting Husker quarterback before that? Uh, one-on-one, no. See, that's, that's rad. That is dope as hell. Genuinely very hype. So, I don't know, man. Uh, Jeff didn't work out. Wish him the worst of luck in all future endeavors. Um... <laughs> Like, what do you say? It, it seems like, seems like ruling the gang adapted. Like, either yeah. that or he's legitimately hurt, but I don't believe. I, I think some of that is that he's legitimately hurt. Cause like, I think Heinrich did his job in the game. Yeah. Playing it. Oh, what was his job, Justin? Was it not drop the football? Because he did that not perfectly. He was just slightly more competent. Yeah, drag this, be part of a team that gets dragged across the finish line. And he did that against Illinois. Against Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech, he played well due to his running threat, which is not really the same against a Big Ten defense as it is a group of five defense. 
Yep. So I cannot honestly sit here and say that Jeff Sims would not have had similar, if not better results in those two games. One thing I will say Heinrich is better at than Jeff currently is that Heinrich is a, if my guy doesn't get the ball, nobody does type of thrower. He chooses the no yes. one does option a lot more than you would want him to, but that's preferable to Jeff's meatballs to the other defense. That's not yes. to say that there isn't a four interception game within Heinrich, but I, I think the reason we haven't seen that yet, even against the defense that was as good as Michigan's, was that, yeah, he's good at throwing the ball in these all-or-nothing type windows. And I think, you know, you can not lose with that type of quarterbacking, as as you've seen. So, yeah, you know, I say ride the high yeah. hand in, until it's like a Jeff moment where it's like, okay, he's shown us that this cannot be uh, a winning thing. You know, this is actively hurting our chance of winning. And it's time to look elsewhere. Which right now it's not doing because everything that hurts this team's chances of winning is a team effort. Whereas that Minnesota game and that Colorado game, you can point to two or three plays where it was just Jeff going Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's trust. It's quarterback trust is a, it's not a stat, but it is a real thing. And like, I think that whole offenses feel it. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's not much to be said about Jeff's time at Nebraska that's positive. And while I was a little bit snarky about him a moment ago, and while I am angry at him for besmirching Amigos, um, by putting his good name behind Amigos and then sullying both, uh, you know, Apart from that disgusting behavior, I have nothing wrong with Mr. Sims. And again, just like, boy, oh boy, is he going to sell some real estate somewhere um, or something after graduation because good for him. That was a guy who played football. Like, it's just after those performances, it's like, oh, God, I hope your career ends as quickly as possible. Not for my sake, but for yours. Like, stop. Stop making this happen to yourself. And he is just a ball full of pep on the sidelines. Like, this doesn't look like a guy who's been, you know, benched in his last year of college football ever. He's he's the first to congratulate or, like, console any teammate who needs it. So, shout out to the guy. Yeah, which is great. Like, I'm glad he's living his best life as the water boy, right? But, like, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated with this coaching staff for bringing him in. Because again, I think if he's not who he is in that first Minnesota game, you win. You needed a quarterback to not lose. Yep. And he did just exactly not that. And, and, so and far, if I. Heinrich's yeah. three of four in not doing that. So I don't think Heinrich's yeah. the answer long term, but definitely no. try to keep him around because as a, you know, you can survive with him out there as a backup quarterback. So. You know what the you know what I think the answer is? If Heinrich's in for the next run of these next three games, like you talked about, bye week, Northwestern, and then the following two, if you decide against Wisconsin, against Iowa, 
Heinrich's not going to be able to get it done against that caliber of defense because Iowa's a winnable game if you can move the ball efficiently. Yep. All you you don't even have to play that good a defense. You just have to score twenty four times, maybe. Yeah, that's totally true. And I believe like that's that's why I'm holding out hope for that Iowa game. I believe we can score twenty one points. Yep. I think it's gonna take some acts of God, like kinda like what happened in the Illinois game Luck. where that one kickoff was essentially an unintentional onside due to win Jesus. But, you know, yeah, I was due for a couple stuff like that every year. Maybe it happens in this game. Yep. Yep. No reason it can't be us. No reason yep. it can't be us in that Iowa game. There is a reason it can't be us in that Wisconsin game, and that's because they have an offense and a defense. And they're the only team in the Big Ten West who do. Yep. They're good. They're competent. They are gonna, they are gonna go lose to a, probably a Michigan team. Oh yeah. It's it's gonna be Michigan, yep. and Wisconsin. that Michigan team, and that Michigan team is probably gonna win the national championship. I think at this point. I don't know. I I okay. It, I think it's too early to really say anything like that yet. But for my read of it, again, and this is just kind of how I see sports like this. It's Georgia's until they. I can see that they can lose. Yeah, that's so fair. And, and yeah, yeah and that's, walk that's through the first half of their schedule and the first legit opponent they played, the game was over in seconds. So. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, oh. that's. Hey. Oh. And one thing I, I do need to mention, no matter how bad the rest of the season goes, we could go three and nine, lose embarrassingly. At least we're not Miami. Cause I do not say. Oh this, my God. I do not say this lightly. That is the worst coaching decision in the history of the sport. That was awful. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think regardless of how the rest of Miami's year goes, you don't want, I, I don't know. The conversations need to be had. Yeah. No, I'm, that was brutal. This is going to sound incredibly bold. If Nebraska lost to Illinois like that, fire Matt Rule the next day. Wow. Yep. Wow. I mean, fair. It was... If you cannot take a knee when you win... When a knee would win you the game, you are not fit to coach football. Yeah, that's... That's fair. Like, I don't care how much the buyout is. Little, Yeah, it's some little brother on Madden hours. Oh, that reminds me, in the old Madden for PC games, there's this amazing uh, glitch in the systems where if you're down and your opponent's taking knees, you call a field goal block on defense. Because whenever in regular football action, if you call the field goal block, the offense audibles to like a four receiver formation and throws a Hail Mary because you have nobody covering the outside. That stays in the game even mm. when they're in three formation. So you can goad them into running an actual play, audible into a normal defense, and try to intercept or, like, bat down the pass and get the ball back. I I had no idea that nice. I would ever have a real-life counterpart. Yes, it's true. I have a copy of Madden 08 that I play on a disk drive that I USB into my PC because Maddens were honest to God better back That's then. Incredible. And I'm not saying that because of nostalgia. 
And yes, you can do that. No, they were like better mechanically as games. Yes. Even though they have this hilarious glitch where if they're taking a knee, call field goal block, you can audible into a real defense, you'll get three actual football plays out of it every time. That is, that is beautiful. That is gorgeous information to have. Um, well, what else in the wide world of sports do we want to spend the following nine minutes on? Whatever. I, I, I like how we left the second half open for bullshit last time. So I think the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we can, we can bullshit for 10 minutes. I think that's, that's, that's a reasonable use of our lives. Yes. Um, you ever think about that? Every, every, like, okay, I don't know why I didn't feel this way in college, but now that I'm out of college, it's like, oh, I, I, I choose what I do. Like, I'm just using days of my life to do certain things, and it really makes you ask yourself, like, what the hell do you value? Right? Like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. No, I'm th- that serious. is an incredibly deep observation. I was not expecting it to go there, but I, I'm down. That is so no, true. I mean, let's, let's. Like, I, I could be doing genuinely anything right now. And it's like, does it make me change my entire life? No, absolutely not. That realization has changed nothing on the macro level. But on the micro level, it's like, do the next 15 minutes on TikTok make the most sense for me? And it's not like, oh, god damn it. I hate the Cowboys so much. Oh. You are an NFL fan. Dude, I hate, I hated the Cowboys before I was an NFL fan. Good. I do too. I, for what, it's so funny how like I'm a Yankees fan, but I hate other sports' Yankees counterparts. Like, it's truly no, your only like, there's no team of professional sports I hate more than the Los Angeles Lakers. I hate the Lakers, man. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I actually, I know this is terrible as like a burgeoning Giants fan. The Dodgers don't mind me, don't bother me that much because the Yankees exist. Oh. <laughs> um, the Dodgers bother me because they're the Yankees, but better. The Dodgers bother me because they trotted old man Kershaw out to get just <laughs> fisted last night. That was brutal. Again. <laughs> Kershaw. <laughs> there, there's, few funnier things than just somebody who steps on every rake they see and postseason Clayton Kershaw is exactly that he's Charlie Brown gonna kiss football for the millionth time and he never does dude this baseball postseason has been getting mint so good my only complaint is that all the games are like in super awkward hours out here um, but I've been able to watch, like, I watched most of the wild card games because I was working from home. And, like, something about playoff baseball is just the crack cocaine of sports. Every pitch matters. It is pure, 100% Colombian, like, straight into my nostrils baseball. And, ah, oh, making me so happy. Oh gosh, I do love playoff baseball, but it it takes a back burner to so much other stuff to me at this time of year. Really, what what I mean, other than the high school football we both get covered to paid to cover? Like you're gonna flame me for is, saying this, but like midweek college football. 
Like when Oh my the, god, you sick fuck. What? Yeah, oh my Wednesday disgusting. night conference USA has kind of been incredible this year. <laughs> I, am, I am irredeemable, man. No, that is like I if there were an Alcoholics Anonymous for Maction, I would send you in a heartbeat. Like Jacksonville State is so good this year, and it's oh terrible. my god! Shut the fuck up! No, 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 no! I don't believe you. <laughs> so you've been skipping FPS year. They could win the Cusa. Okay. <gasps> They're bringing the dollar margarita back to Applebee's. Dollaritas. That, that is worth knowing. That is deeply worth knowing. You know how they did the oh. emergency alert test a couple days ago? Yeah. They should do that again when Dollaritas are back. No, no, they shouldn't. The emergency alert test is really bad because it means that all the people who have hidden phones in prison get found out. But Phil, like, Dollaritas are back. Yeah, that's gonna do. That's gonna do them a lot of good. Same thing with the McRib. Fair we, we also, that. no, didn't you? The, so the McRib is back for this November. Yes. Uh, no, I saw the but, tweets. I know what you're referring to, which is hilarious that I'm two steps ahead before you've even said anything. But I just think when it's the damn, season, we need the emergency alert test. What are other things? Uh, Texas Longhorn losses. Oh, yeah, that was great. Like, as much as I am a sickle about college football, there's something about the Red River rivalry that really works for me. Like, that is a point I watch of television that. every year. So much fun. Um, yeah, and, and especially Texas losing makes it just so much sweeter. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Apple Bush lights going back on sale. They go on sale? Nice. Oh yeah, at the end of every fall. Once they oh. start trotting out the Christmas beers, Apple Bush light gets cheap as shit. Not that, like, it's an expensive option to begin with, but it will get down to, like, freaking like, 25 cents a can. When when Sierra missed Do you branded to Starry, that should have sent out an alert, because nobody knows what Starry is. And, like, I, I have to... It's happened, like, once when I've been in a public space, and, her, like, there was, like, a soda fountain or something nearby, and I heard people talking about Starry, and I really wanted to just butt it and be like, it's Sierra Mist. They rebranded it. But I'm like, I'm going to let the, I'm going to let this branding failure sit. I'm not going to explain it to you. I'm going to let PepsiCo sit with their failure of marketing this thing because they just up and changed the name. There was no ramp up to it. They just up and did it. And this is the second time they've done so. They tried with Mist Twist and that lasted about six months. And now they're, then they went back to Sierra Mist, which is, a bad brand, but at least people know what it is. And now they're trying Starry. Starry is a terrible brand name. The logo is basically what Sierra Mist was because you cannot tell me what it replaced. And if you're, if, unless you're a soda freak and their slogan is Starry hits different, which would have been the most trendiest slogan of 2019. What are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. I, 
as a rule, try not to like give corporations advice, but like, I remember when Miss Twist was rebranded, um, when I was working at Runza. Have I told you this story? No, I, no, I, I need to know this. This is right up my oh, alley. This is a killer. This is a great damn story. So I was working the drive through window at Runza and we, Got taught on the first day that if someone asks for Sprite, you can't just give them Sierra Mist. You have to say, hey, I'm sorry, we don't at Runza offer Sprite. We offer Sierra Mist. Will that be okay? Now, the is Pepsi okay conversation, never a problem. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, you're a Pepsi restaurant. Fine. Sprite drinkers, when you ask them to drink Sierra Mist, looked at you like, you had asked them to, like, chop off their genitals on national television or something. Like, you had just, like, would you mind committing this war crime for me instead of drinking your refreshing Sprite? <laughs> that was always the immediate reaction. And so what I would do is say, I would, I, I would be sneaky about this. I would, and I got in trouble for this. I would say, when some, when I was reading back the order, I would say, oh, I have, you know, uh, cheese runs up with a fring and a medium Sierra mist. And if they didn't say, oh, actually, I would say I technically informed them I was giving them a Sierra mist because we all knew they were going to settle for the genital chopping. And <laughs> that was going to be fine. So what I ooh that is targeting, um, very nearly what a I punch would do. in the groin afterwards too. Yeah, lots going on there. Lots of things happening in that. Oh yeah, what is that all about? What is that? Whoa, whoa, careful there, sir. Anyway, um, what I would like to say is that. They rebranded it to Miss Twist, and they had this conversation with us, and my manager looked at me the whole time, knowing that I was not actually asking people if they wanted Sprite. They said, when people ask for Sierra Mist, you have to say, we have Miss Twist. And when people ask for Sprite, you have to say, we have Miss Twist, because Sierra Mist no longer exists. So, I had this one guy who every single day would order a Miss Twist. It was all he would come through. Well, he would get a Sierra Miss. He would come through, and we used to have those 109 Pops, right? And sometimes he would get one of those little chicken things, the, like, chicken wrap things. But yeah. most times it was just just a Sierra Mist, a large Sierra Mist light ice. And he's one of those guys who were just like, I know his license plate number, like, not to this day, but like, as he was like pulling up, I would just be like, yep, okay. Black Chevy Tahoe is what he drove, right? Well, 20 minutes after the meeting about the Miss Twist rebrand, I see the Chevy Tahoe come up. And he says, you know, well, what can I get for you today? Just the Sierra Miss. Thank you very much. Hey there, sir. I'm so sorry to be the one to tell you this, but we've actually now have Miss Twist instead of Sierra Miss. Now, this is an aside that's important. Stacked, same drink. 
The formula changed not at all. The exact same thing. And I have never heard a grown man, like a 50-something man, lose his mind about something. I have watched people, I mean, as a reporter, you watch people get worked up about shit, right? I'm mad at my city council. I'm mad at my kid's school. I'm mad at my city. I'm mad at the cops. I'm mad about a racial injustice that just happened to me. I have had those conversations with plenty of people since then. And I have never seen a person in my life angrier. I mean, because i am he's the only guy in the drive-thru, and I'm in the window. And I literally was so shocked at how loud he was yelling that I stuck my head out the window and stared him down through his windshield being like, how the fuck are you yelling this loud about this twist? Missed twist. He lost his mind. He's like, nothing is the same anymore. I get one thing every day that's the exact same. There's one constant in my life, but it is this mist in the Sierra Mist. Why would you change it? I hate Sprite. I hate every other lemon lime soda. And I am just like, sir, I'm so sorry. I would like to offer that you can try it. And if you don't like it, I I won't run the purchase. Like, I will just give you the free soda. Like, I'm doing everything, which is I'm totally not authorized to do. I'm like a 14-year-old in the runs and drives. I'm just like, sir, anything I can do to make you not want to kill me right now? He lost his shit. And then just out of nowhere said, fuck it, fuck it, fuck you. And threw his car into drive and came screaming out of the runs a parking lot. Now. I've ever been to the Runza at 56 in Edgewood, which I think possibly is no longer there. They have an incredibly steep drive out of the drive-thru, right? And if people sped out of our drive-thru, sometimes they would catch a little bit of air. Just like a little bunny hop, right? Well, I can't confirm this because I didn't have the guts to go look. But somebody else took out the trash like 20 minutes later and said he must have bunny hopped into a tree. So that, folks, is all we have time for. I've actually gone over in time by like a few minutes to tell this story, but I just Nick, you just you witnessed a Tim Robinson character. Dude, it was so good. It was so good. (laughs) Oh, I think that's what we have to. (laughs) Yeah, the title of this episode is gonna be Miss Twist. That's. And I'll send you the image I'm using for the for the. Cover. I think that's I think that's super fair because much like uh, Miss Twist, this Husker win is not how I wanted it, but it is something I will settle for. I want to say that man was 100 percent justified. That branding was just that bad. <laughs> All right, Jesus. All right, good talking to you, man. I'll talk to you later. You too. <laughs>